now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey. Hey, it's Ty Smith of the Spokane Chiefs. It's Adam Bocas. Hey, it's Joe Valeno from the Drummondville Voltageurs. Hey, it's Quinn Hughes from the University of Michigan. Hi, I'm Dominic Buck. I'm Jacob Bernard Docker of the Oakville Oilers. It's Joe O'Brien. Hi, it's Barrett Hayden of the Sioux Greyhounds. Brady Kachuk from the Boston University Terriers. Major Junior. In the 100th year of the Memorial Cup, the Ankeny Panthers team tall have won it for the first time. NCAA. Everybody in that Bulldog section's on their feet. The bench is ready to party as the UMD Bulldogs are back-to-back national champions. The World Juniors. Time winding down, and Finland has won the World Junior Championship in Vancouver in spectacular style. The NHL Draft. The Buffalo Sabres are proud to select Trollunda defenseman Rasmus Dahlin. And more. Oh, oh my goodness. We're not going home yet, baby! This is the Pipeline Show. Here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. It is the last one before the NHL draft, which uh, will be coming, well, this Friday. In fact, as I'm speaking with you now, it's a Thursday morning, so uh, just 24 hours away from the NHL draft in Vancouver. If you're uh, in the Edmonton listening area, or I guess you can uh, tune in online as well, uh, myself, Andrew Peard, and Alan Mitchell, a.k.a. Low Tide, will be hosting the TSN 1260 draft coverage uh, on the radio here in Edmonton. Uh, Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick, and uh, Dustin Nelson all in Vancouver for TSN 1260. So we'll have a full draft uh, coverage of around one. Uh, it does start, though, at 7 o'clock as the uh, Edmonton Eskimos. There's a pregame show for the Eskimos. Uh, from 6 to 7 o'clock uh, Mountain Time. So uh, we get on at 7 o'clock, which will probably be just in time for uh, where the Oilers are picking, actually, at, at 8th overall. So we'll miss the first couple of picks, but we'll get you caught up and uh, carry you through the rest of round one. Uh, welcome to the program. If you're a new uh, listener just stopping by and checking out what the show is all about, then uh, welcome to the show. And if you're a returning listener, then uh, thank you for uh, coming back once again. We always start with the question of the day, which I put up on Twitter all of about two minutes ago. It is a poll question, a really simple question this week, just uh, a yes or no, basically, in general. So not specific to this year, but if you were a general manager, would you be comfortable drafting a goaltender in the first round? Simple as that. The uh, Your two options are, of course, and of course not. Uh, and very early into the voting, 69% have uh, chosen, of course, not. Seems like there will be a goaltender taken in the first round this year. Doesn't happen very often. Was not a goaltender in the first round last year. Jake Ottinger was in 2017. Uh, and I don't think there was in 2016. Ilya Samsonov or Samsonov was in 2015. Um, so not every year by any stretch. And as I refresh the page, uh, up to 71% now saying, of course not. We'll see what happens on Friday. I think most people are expecting Spencer Knight. Uh, to be uh, chosen um, in the middle of the first round. I see a lot of the mock drafts have the Florida Panthers uh, being the team to take him. They are picking 13th. I get asked a lot why I don't do rankings, and um, I was actually going to write something about why I don't do rankings, but might as well just uh, use this opening segment to do that. Um, The reason I don't write rankings, I'm not a scout. I I know the players of the WHL obviously fairly well because uh, part of being part of the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, broadcast crew on TSN 1260 get to see the WHL guys a lot. Outside of that, 
I don't see the OHL players. I don't see the guys in the USHL or the Q or the Europeans. So what I do, because of the show, I talk to, I, listen, I obviously talk to a lot of the players themselves, uh, but I talk to coaches and scouts and, and GMs and, and media guys covering all of those players. But for me, that's not like seeing the players with my own eyes and making my own ranking would, in my opinion, dictate that I would do that. I would have to go and see those players. I don't do that. That's why I don't do, uh, I, that's why I don't make a list. I'm not a scout. I'm a guy who hosts a show about hockey prospects. I am not a scout. And to me, for for me to uh, make a list, uh, that would, I don't know, it wouldn't feel right. It would almost feel like I'm sort of suggesting that I can do the job of what scouts actually do. And I can't. Could I be a scout if, you know, if I was, if that was my job and I, that's all I did? Uh, well, I, I would like to think that I could, but I don't know that I could. So I have too much respect for actual scouts uh, to uh, create my own list. And there are lots of people who do their own list, and I'm not trying to take a, a swipe at them, but uh, there's a reason that I don't. And uh, for me, that's that's the reason. Now, I've talked to a lot of players, draft-eligible players, on the show this year. The 2019 Draft Spotlight, uh, today's show will be the last of the 2019 Draft Spotlights, obviously, because the draft is tomorrow. You're going to hear from three guys uh, on the show uh, today. All of them happen to be goaltenders, but... You know, I was looking over the list of players that I have had on the show this year, and uh, unfortunately there are a few that I really wanted to get on that uh, was not able to, not for the lack of trying. Uh, but uh, for, in some cases, scheduling just didn't work out. Uh, other cases, maybe it was language. But you know, I, th- I had, must be about 75 players, something like that, on the show this year. And some of them, you go back to the Holinka gretzky Cup, that's where the, the first ones would have been. Guys like, I think Max Chaikovich was the first player that I interviewed this year with the 2019 draft uh, in mind, and that was way back in uh, early August. And at the same time, I spoke with a lot of guys. Now, in that setting at the Holinka Gretzky Cup, you don't you don't get like 15 minutes like I do normally when I have a, a guy on the show. Um, so when I talk to Chaikovich, it might be seven or eight minutes. And you know, I had I talked to Victor Soderstrom there, and uh, Henry Nikkinen, Jacob Pelche, uh, Ryan Suzuki. Uh, Michael Vokoyevich, Clark Reese, uh, Dean Schweninger from uh, Switzerland. Um, so I had those guys all on very early uh, in the show this uh, this past summer. And because I talked to them once, I didn't want to cycle back and, and rehash that same conversation. So those particular guys, yeah, they were on. They were shorter segments, but uh, they were on the show. Outside of them, you know, you, you look back at all the, the interviews this year and and some of the ones that stood out, I was, I was thinking about compiling a top five or a top ten or something like that. If I did, uh, this is in no particular order. Uh, but some of the ones that stood out to me, I thought the uh, conversation with uh, Maritz Sider was uh, a really good one. Especially at the time I had him on, the buzz was just starting to grow for him. He was out with injury when I had him on the show. Like that conversation a lot. Uh, more recently, John Farinacci. I enjoyed that uh, conversation as well. Um, Carter Guylander, uh, the, the goaltender with the Sherwood Park Crusaders, uh, was really uh, still I don't think is on the the radar for a lot of people. Um, but uh, what did he finish up twelfth overall uh, among North American goaltenders? Uh, I'll be shocked if he doesn't get drafted, and I, I bet he won't be the twelfth goaltender taken. I think he might be like the fifth or sixth goalie taken. Uh, I really like that conversation with uh, with him. Uh, some of the bigger name guys were obviously really good. Peyton Krebs was was fantastic, and 
Matt Sogard was really good to talk to as well. Matthew Boldy was one that stood out. Alex Vlasic, defenseman with the U.S. program, was uh, terrific. Uh, I also liked the chat I had with Adam Beckman of the uh, Spokane Chiefs. Uh, and a couple uh, other goaltenders who were really good this year. Um, Spencer Knight uh, was fantastic. Might have been probably top three, maybe you know, maybe uh, maybe the, the best interview this year. Um, that conversation with Spencer Knight was probably, what, about a month ago now. Uh, he was fantastic. And uh, one you're going to hear on the show today, actually, was really good. It'll be the last one uh, of the uh, of this season, and I'll tell you who that is in a second. But you can uh, hear all of those interviews at thepipelineshow.com or on the SoundCloud page. Uh, you can go to SoundCloud and just uh, search those up, uh, type in somebody's name. You want to you know, hear Spencer Knight, you type in Spencer Knight, and that'll come up. I may also uh, retweet. Uh, there's only one day before the draft. I might retweet them all. We'll, we'll see. Might be a lot. People might get mad. I'm clogging up their timelines. But some of those were uh, were really, really good. And those are a, f- a handful of the ones that uh, that stood out to me. Maybe you can let me know uh, which ones you thought were really good over the course of the year. Um, some of the guys that I was not able to get on that I, I really wanted to get on this year. Uh, three guys from the program. Jack Hughes, Trevor Zegris, and Cole Caulfield was not able to set those guys up. The problem this year was there were so many players for the program that uh, for the U.S. National Development Team I'm talking about, uh, it seemed like I was calling them every second week. And uh, they went through three different media people uh, this year early on. Uh, I I had success early on, and then in the middle of the season got seemed to get a lot harder. And at the end of the year, Pete Krupski was was really good, but uh, I think the players were interview fatigued, so just was not able to to connect with those three guys. Um, in fact, this will, I think this will be, might be the first year in a long time we didn't have the the first overall pick on the show. In fact, we didn't get Capo Caco either. Um, so the first and second guy this year. So that I'm actually pretty disappointed about. Um, the issue with uh, Capo Caco, uh, what I, from what I've been told, is that uh, it's the same agent that Patrick Liney had. And when Patrick Liney was in his draft year, uh, he was scheduled to do an interview with uh, a, a major North American TV market. I'm not going to say who it was, uh, but they had scheduled that interview for, you know, like 8 p.m. or something here, which is the middle of the night over there. Uh, and he waited and waited. He's wearing a suit and tie. And uh, they finally got around to that interview uh, like late. They were really late getting to him. So he was up till the middle of the m- three in the morning or something like that his time. By then, he's bagged. The interview didn't go very well, and he was getting a lot of flack uh, online about it. Uh, so I think the agent was like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to give you Capococco this year. Uh, so North American media was kind of not blackballed, but uh, they weren't going out of their way, put it that way. Also, I'm told uh, Caco's English not that great, so it probably would have been a, a bit of a challenge to get uh, Capococco on the, on the show anyway uh, because of that. Uh, that was the case with Lassie Thompson, who played in Kelowna this year. I actually had contacted the, the Rockets, and, and they told me his his English just not good enough to do a, a radio interview. It was the same with Vlad Alistrov here in Edmonton with the Oil Kings. Uh, not a, not a uh, good enough uh, grasp of the language yet to be able to do an interview. Uh, some of the other guys I tried to get, Ryan Johnson, uh, the defenseman with uh, the Sioux Falls uh, Stampede, uh, I've been trying to get him for the last two months and just could not uh, connect. 
uh, Connor McMichael of the London Knights. If I had another month, I'd probably track down some of the more of the high school guys like Jackson Lacombe, uh, who we heard about last week on the uh, on the show here from the HockeyProspect.com guys. You know, I would have liked to have had Alexi Protus uh, on the show, but again, language uh, an issue there. And for some, it's just simply running out of time. Sasha Mutala, Reese Newkirk, both WHL guys. Uh, Tice Thompson, who played for the Providence Friars this year. Uh, Rhett Pitlick, another high school guy in the States. These were all guys I had on my to-get list, uh, but just basically ran out of time. Jake Lee, defenseman with uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds slash now the Kelowna Rockets. Uh, wanted to get him on as well and, and could not. Bryce Kindop from the Everett Silvertips. And there were some goaltenders who I was uh, running out of time uh, to get on the show as well. But, well, thankfully, that's who I got uh, to finish out the schedule here right before the draft. So uh, the final three 2019 draft spotlights as we get to what's coming down the pipe today. Three more 2019 draft spotlight segments uh, before we end the season's uh, schedule. I don't want to say end of the season because... Pipeline Show doesn't, uh, well, we don't take uh, all that much time off. The end of Season 14 is the end of July. So the draft is uh, tomorrow, but the show doesn't end. It goes uh, year-round. Season 14 will end in uh, July at the end of July, and Season 15 starts in August. Might take the first week of August off. Uh, family has a, uh, a camping trip. So outside of that, uh, the show does not take a break. But here's what's coming down the pipe today. Three goaltenders you're going to hear from, all three of them. I do expect to get drafted. Uh, the first guy you're going to hear from, well, he didn't get a numerical ranking at the end of the season, but he did get, uh, his name is there, Dominic Bassey, played for uh, South Kent School, the Selects program, the uh, hockey academy there. Six foot six, netminder, 180 pounds. You're going to hear from him to start the show. Then we're going to go with uh, Trent Miner of the Vancouver Giants, who is uh, ranked a sixth by NHL Central Scouting. And uh, we will close things out today with the uh, number 14th ranked Henry Wilder. He played this past season for Hotchkiss School in Connecticut, and uh, it was one of the best interviews uh, of this uh, of season 14 uh, when it comes to the players that I had on the show this year. And uh, oddly enough, not just his first interview of this season, his first interview ever, he says, here on the Pipeline Show. But we will start things off uh, next with uh, goaltender Dominic Bassey. Get to know the big goaltender, Next, here on the Pipeline Show. Coach Dibbon could not resist leaving Newhook out there. Newhook will wind up out of his own zone. He went from Newfoundland to Victoria last year. Here he goes. Wide around the river. Newhook shoots, scores! He does it again! Hi, it's Alex Newhook of the Victoria Grizzlies, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. 
We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time.